Most parents think that their strong-willed child may be deliberately driving them crazy, and sometimes disciplining them can become such a challenge. Today, Karen Stubbs will be talking to us about disciplining a strong-willed child. Karen Stubbs is the founder and leader of Birds on a Wire, a ministry designed to equip moms through truth, encouragement, and community. She's the author of three books: Letters to Moms, Moments with God, and Tips on Motherhood. She has also developed small group curricula for moms that is being used across the United States and in nine countries. Karen is the wife of Greg Stubbs. They have four grown children and resides in Cumming, Georgia. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood. I'm your host, Sharon Khan. I'm here to connect you with some amazing gems of mothers from all walks of life. Each week, you'll hear interviews as well as resources and actionable tips that you can implement in your daily life to be the best gem God has called you to be. Thanks for walking this journey with me today, and don't forget to subscribe to the show. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood podcast, Karen. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's so good to have you. I can't wait for us to dive into our chat about this topic. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Karen, having a strong-willed child may not necessarily be a bad thing because、right. you know sometimes it really can be a good thing. And I think disciplining them can be a challenge because they are so strong-willed.、Mm -hmm. So, can you describe to me some positive ways that we can parent and motivate a strong-willed child? Yeah. Well, first off, you have to look at your strong-willed children of what their future is going to hold. They、mm -hmm. are leaders, and so you, as the mom, need to teach them how to be a good leader and not to be a dictator, a <laughs> leader, but a good leader. And how to make wise choices. Also, positive ways to parent and motivate them would be give them choices. The、mm -hmm. all your strong-willed children want to feel like they're in control. That's one of their deep core、right. desires. So give them choices. So, for example, you know, instead of saying here are your pancakes for breakfast, you can say, would you like pancakes or cereal for breakfast?、Mm -hmm. Now your child has a choice. And if she says or he says. I don't want that. I want eggs. Then you say, "Well, that wasn't one of your choices. We have pancakes <laughs> or cereal, and tomorrow we can have eggs. But I don't have time to make eggs this morning, so that's your choice." They like their choices. Also, redirect them. You know, whenever they get their mind set on one thing. Just sort of try. This helps better with the younger ones. You can redirect them and get their energy off of locked and loaded.、Mm -hmm. And the the main thing I found, I have two very strong-willed children. I mean, they're grown now, but still strong, strong-willed.、Uh, you need to be firm with your boundaries. Your strong-willed children need to know where the boundaries are, and they also need to know that you, as a mom, are going to be consistent and、mm. you're going to follow through. That's the key with your strong-willed children. Mm, those are great, great tips. You mentioned that you had two very strong-willed child. How、yes. was that when you were raising them? <laughs> well, my first one was very strong-willed, and my last one was very strong-willed. So、mm -hmm. I had the bookends.、Um, it was challenging. It was hard. I was tired a lot. They're usually very smart, and、mm -hmm. they know at a very young age how to get what they want. So,、right. you as a mom, you have to get confident within yourself that、mm -hmm. you know I'm the mom here. Even and my two-year-old would argue with me.、Uh, my oldest two-year-old, she would just argue, argue. My husband would say, "How was your day?" And I'm like, "I'm arguing with the two-year-old, and I'm losing. Like this is very frustrating." <laughs> But I had to just get confident in myself as、right. a young mom, and just be like, "Nope." 
this is what I said, and this is what we're going to do here. Right. Yeah. I forgot what happened before I put my daughter to nap just now, and I had to go, well, I'm your mommy. And she's mm-hmm. like, yes, and I'm mommy's daughter. I'm like, yes, I'm glad you know your mommy's <laughs> daughter. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) So, well, you know, how can we parent a strong-willed child without crushing their spirit? Honestly, I don't think you can crush a strong-willed child's spirit. (laughs) I really don't. I mean, they may get sad and they may be like, I don't like it when you do this, you know, punish me or won't let me do what I want. But to crush their spirit, mm, it would be very hard. (laughs) <laughs> that's the least of your worries, honestly. Yeah, yeah. They are too fresh, so I wouldn't worry about that too much. Oh, that's good to know. Well, <laughs> can you can you share, you know, you you've obviously have plenty of experiences. Can you share some examples on how we can, you know, share control with a strong-willed mm-hmm. child without compromising our authority as a mom? Right, absolutely. Try not to get into a battle of wills with your strong-willed child. They're, like I said, their key core desire is to control mm-hmm. because they are leaders and they want to control. So you need to give them something to control. Just it doesn't need to be you as the mom. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So um, my one of my granddaughters is two and a half and mm-hmm. she is a very strong willed child and has been from the day she was born. And um, just the other day at our house, she wanted to go outside and it was sort of rainy and her mother was standing there. She didn't have on her shoes because we'd been playing inside and she kept saying outside, outside. And she was, you know how, if you have a strong willed child, you know, they start ramping up when they start realizing <laughs> that you're not going to do what they want to do. Right. And Emily, my daughter kept saying, you don't have on your shoes. We have to get on your shoes. And she was like, outside, outside, you know. And then we said, hey, Harper, why don't we go upstairs and play with your baby doll? And she was like, oh, baby. And she looked up the stairs and then that was it. That's redirecting your child. Okay, we can't do this right now, but what about this? Mm -hmm. And then get them to go in a different direction. And that also gets them to stop focusing on what they're focusing on. And oh, rabbit or squirrel over there. I want to go over there and see that kind of thing. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. you just got to know, like, as a mom, what am I going to go toe to toe on? Right. Try to limit that to a few things because you don't want to be fussing and fighting all the time. Yeah, exactly. You know, yesterday we were in the car and we're driving and it was raining. And just when we drove up to the playground and then it started raining. And so then that took her back into the car. And so we started driving back home and um, she was like, why don't go to the playground? You know, she kept going and I want to go to the playground. I'm like, um, and I, I'm like, no, it's raining. And finally I had to say, Shiloh, do you see the rain coming down? Do you see that it's raining out there? She's like, yes. Do you see it's really wet? She's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, well, the playground is close. We cannot go to the playground. <laughs> right, right. That's, and I feel good. like I feel like with a strong-willed child, a lot of times you have to keep asking them questions. And like you said, they're very, very smart. Mm-hmm. And you almost have to ask them questions to make them think and sometimes, you know, help them to kind of redirect the, their thoughts in certain ways, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And I think questions are good. 
questions help us understand them better. Like mm-hmm. yesterday you were, you were asking her a question, like look up at the sky. Do you see the rain? It's going to be wet. But sometimes you need to ask them, why do you want to do this? Like, mm. you know, why do you want, and Emily said, why do you want to go outside? And yeah. Harper said, I want to swing. So Emily's like, oh, okay. And then Emily said, well, we don't have on your shoes and it's wet outside. So we mm. can't go out there. But what about going to play with your baby doll? Mm. So when you ask a question, they're clarifying questions like, why do you want to do this? Why are you so you know, dominant that you want to do this certain thing? It helps you understand them as a person. It helps you get their perspective. Right. And then it also helps you as a mom to say, okay, that's the core thing going on. I need to change my strategy here and go at it from a different direction. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times too, um, court questions diffuse the situation. It makes everybody stop and pause and be like, <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean by that? You know, like, why do I want to do that? You know, right. because a child definitely can start pitching a fit out of the middle of nowhere. And if you ask them a question that makes them stop and think, you know, yeah. so it's sort of, it's sort of, makes everybody calm down a little bit. Mm, that's a good point. You know, why do you, why do you, what do you think it's important for a strong-willed child besides having self-control? Ah, they have, uh, well, definitely they, they need to have a sense of control. Mm-hmm. They also need loyalty. They need your loyalty and mm. they want appreciation mm-hmm. for all that they do and they want credit for their work. Those are mm. the four key needs of these strong-willed children and they control by their anger. So whenever they're getting angry, that's just, we all manipulate and control by certain things. Some temperaments control by charm, some control by anger, which is your Mm -hmm. strong will, some control by procrastination and some control by their moods. Mm. But so you just need when the anger is arising, you just as a mom need to realize, okay, they're just trying to get what they want right now. And I need to understand that and not get so not take it so personally. But the loyalty is a big deal for your reds and also especially the older they get. They want to see that. And whenever they don't, they get very angry and hurt by it. And then appreciation, they always want credit for their work. So that's one way you can motivate them. Mm. Uh, For my little Red, when she was your daughter's age, three years old, you know how they go into their playroom, they make a mess, and then they walk away. And so I was like, so I'd ask her, come on in here and let's clean up your playroom. No, 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 no. So then I sort of changed my tactics and I said, hey, daddy's coming home soon. Let's clean up the playroom together and then we'll tell daddy what a big helper you are. And she's Mm -hmm. like, okay, because that's that appreciation and credit for her work. Mm -hmm. So then whenever her dad came home, I gave her all the accolades. Right. Elsie helped me clean up the playroom. And so then from that point on, she knew that cleaning up and helping mom got her all the praise. And right. She loved that. So she, they will, they're performers. They want to perform and do good to get that. The praise. That is so true. They love the praise because mm-hmm. sometimes when I feel like I'm nagging, like come and help mommy to clean up and it doesn't work and I have to change my strategy and I'll be like, come and help mommy because you're a good helper and it changes it. Yeah, all of a I sudden, need you. right? I need you. I need you to help I me. Need you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I feel like sometimes I almost have to put myself in her shoes. You do, right? <laughs> Definitely, for sure, one hundred percent. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a, uh, it's it can be 
challenging at times. Now, sometimes it really can be difficult to get a strong-willed child to listen because mm-hmm. they can be doing their own thing and you're talking to them, you're asking them a question, you asking them to do something, they hear it, but they may not necessarily respond to you, right? Right. Mm-hmm. How can you get them to listen? Get down on their level. Mm. Get down. If they're small, get down on their level. Get down on your knees. Look them in the eyes. Say, hey, hey, look at me. Look at mommy. Look at my eyes. And then you need to tell them what you're telling them. If there's a lot of people in the room, take them to a different room and get down on your knees and say, hey, we have to go in 10 minutes. So I'm going to need you to get your shoes and get your sweater and thank Miss Mary for letting us come and play today. But it's time for us to go. Okay. And then get them to say, okay, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm looking at you. Okay. And then that, that's what I had to do with my two reds, um, my stronger children. So. <laughs> now you mentioned earlier that, you know, the strong willed child are controlled mainly by anger. Why do you think, why do you think anger, you know, surfaces as part of their emotion being a strong willed child rather than using other form of emotions? Like you said, there are people who can be manipulative or charming. Why does anger happen in them? Because usually when they're angry, they get what they want. Mm. And so they've learned it from a very young age. Um, My little Harper that I was telling you about my granddaughter, when she was a baby and uh, Emily would be nursing her, if Emily would start talking to somebody, she would unlatch and start screaming (laughs) at Emily. And then Emily's like, oh, I'm sorry. And so then she'd latch back on and continue nursing. And I was like, wow, like that is crazy. But that I'm not kidding you. It happened wow. more than one time. It was crazy. But that's how they learn from a very young age. If mm-hmm. I explode, um, everybody's going to stop what they're doing and give me what I want. Mm-hmm. And so the best thing to do as a mom, do not give them what they want because you're mm-hmm. just feeding the monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Now, how can we teach them to cooperate? Well, I think that you need to have clear boundaries mm. and you need to be consistent. So let's give an example. If they want to have a cookie before dinner mm-hmm. and you're like, no. Um, and the thing about strong-willed children are they're very persistent and they'll mm-hmm. just keep at it until you're finally just like, okay, fine, have it. That's the worst thing you can do with a strong right. child. If you say no cookies before dinner, then you need to stick with it. And then even if, that you have to outweight them one second longer mm. and then let them realize, okay, mommy means business and mm-hmm. she's not going to, these are my boundaries and she's not going to move from the boundaries. And if you as a mom decide, okay, you can have a cookie, dinner's going to be a little bit later or whatever, you need to say, hey, I know the rule is we don't have cookies before dinner, but dinner's going to be a little later today. So I'm going to let you have half a cookie because I'm deciding it. It's mm. okay. Mm. And so that's how you work with that. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, I'd love it if you could share one more example. Sure. Um, Okay. So I know with my strong-willed children, usually, like I said, they're very smart. Mm -hmm. And they would know like whenever we were in public around people and they would throw a fit 
to get their way inside a store. So let's say you're getting ready to go into the grocery store and they usually want something in the grocery store and that's where it all, that's where it triggers. So I would tell them before we ever got out of the car, Hey, we're getting ready to go into the grocery store. Mommy's got to get a few things. We're going to be in there a little bit of time. We're not going to get any toys today. We're not going to get any candy, no gum, no balls, no anything. I'm just going in to get my groceries and then we're going to come back. Mm -hmm. But if you pitch a fit, I'm going to leave my grocery cart and I'm going to come outside and you are going to get in trouble. Do you understand me? Mm. So you need to set your expectations. And then even if you have to leave the grocery cart, which I've had to do before, you need to do it. Mm. Does that make sense? And that's the hard part because you're like, I'm here at the grocery store. (laughs) They're right here in my cart. I don't want to do it. But don't say it unless you're going to follow through. Right. Yeah, I was telling um, one of my one of my friends yesterday that being a parent, you have to be so intentional about it your is. parenting. I mean, it depends. I mean, every child is different, right? And some may be more strong-willed than another, and you know, some of them might just be a mild temperament. But in any case, as parents, we just have to be so intentional in our parenting, and it's not an easy job. <laughs> no, it's not. And even if you have a mild mannered child, there's no free ride. <laughs> right, exactly. They have other issues that you have to stay on them about. So there's, listen, I had the rainbow of colors with the temperaments and everything else. And mm-hmm. each child had their own challenges for sure. Mm. Now, I know a lot of times yelling or punishment may not necessarily work with a strong willed child because they're going to be like, well, go ahead and punish me. I don't care, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, How do exactly. you suggest we stay away from yelling and punishment? What can we do? Yeah, I think we yell whenever we ask too many times. You know, mm-hmm. hey, pick right. up your shoes, pick up your shoes, pick up your shoes, pick up, pick up your shoes, mm-hmm. you know, because we're like, well, maybe they don't hear me when they clearly heard you. So my thing I always tell moms is don't give multiple chances. Like set them down even at three years old and say, hey, I'm asking you four, five, six times to to do something and you're not responding. So here's your warning right here, right now. I'm going to ask you one time. And if you don't obey, you're going to get in trouble. And then Mm -hmm. have them look you in the eyes and say, okay, like I understand. And then say, do you understand? And then once you say that, once again, you got to follow through. You got to follow through. So don't give them so many um, chances. And then also set your expectations again. This is what I expect of you. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, a lot of times. And then when you set the expectation, something clicks in your brain somehow. And they're like, okay, I guess mommy does mean business. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I will say this, with my strong-willed children, um, they were great teenagers. You know, everybody always dreads them getting to be teenagers, but they were great teenagers because we had laid the groundwork when they were little mm-hmm. that they knew I meant what I said. Mm-hmm. So whenever they got to be driving, if they miss curfew, I said, Hey, if you miss curfew, I'm going to take your car keys and they're going to be mine for mm-hmm. you know a day or so. So they knew, okay, mom has a track record and she says what she means and means what she says. So I'm going to come in on time. So great. Dealing with young kids and, you know, maybe, I don't know, like teenagers, maybe not as much. They probably don't show you meltdowns, but they have different kind of emotions where do they just kind of like stay quiet and introverted and just go to their room or whatever. What are Mm -hmm. some key tactics that we can avoid to help avoid a meltdown? 
Mm. Well, I think setting your expectations of what you expect of them. And like I said about going into the store, this is what I expect. This is what, you know, and then stay consistent, follow through. Mm -hmm. Also, I think it's good to, um, when they start to melt down and listen, when they get to be teenagers, they don't normally strong-willed children don't go inward. They go out, they explode. Mm. So you just need to have to say, Hey, Um, I can tell you're in a really volatile mood right now. So why don't you go to your room and, you know, scream at your pillow or something. But this behavior with me isn't going to work. So, you know, let's go try that again. But also, I think it's so good with our strong-willed children is because we get after them a lot because they do a lot of, you know, they do things their own way. So I think it's good to remind them, you're a sweet child. I know, you know, I know you're a sweet little girl or you're a sweet boy. And I want to see that kindness in you come out. And I love it. And then whenever you do catch them doing good, you need to praise them for that. Mm. Hey, we were at the playground today and I saw you. I know you wanted to go up the slide first, but you let your friend go up first. That was so sweet of you. I love that generous heart of yours. And that was so you're such a big girl today on the playground. And they love, once again, that appreciation, credit for their work. Like, oh, you saw me? You saw me be good? I love it. You know? <laughs> they want to keep doing it and also have empathy with them. Yeah. Whenever they're starting to have that meltdown and they're, they're having it, I would just get down on their your knees again, get back to eye level and say, hey, I understand you're frustrated right now. Mm. I know you want to go to the playground, but it's raining outside. And I understand that we were looking forward to that. Mommy was looking forward to that. I wanted you to swing and slide and run and play, but it's raining. But how about if we come back tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay. And then I think they feel like that's that loyalty I was talking about. They feel like, oh, she understands me. Mm-hmm. And so that's good. That's they want to be understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's great. Um, and I know you touched a little bit on, you know, when, when teenage, when there are strong-willed teenagers and they normally go outward. How would you address those emotions? I mean, it's obviously a totally different, you know, game because it's completely just different. How do you address, you know, their situation? Well, honestly, for me, I can just speak speak from my own personal experience. I had to, especially when my oldest got into middle school, early part of high school, when their hormones are just going out of whack Mm -hmm. and we'd have a lot of emotional outbursts, I had to really get up earlier and have my quiet time with the Lord before (laughs) she ever woke up. And I I had to get up pretty early, but it was worth it to me. And I just prayed for self-control and God just hold my tongue. And because she was not a morning person, so anything would set her off. So I was like, I'm not going to tiptoe around the house, but I don't need to aggravate her either. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times if I would get my mindset, um, we would be okay. It's whenever they're going off and we get emotional with them and then you've got this combustible, you know, bomb going off. That's not good. Mm. So as a mom, we have to keep our emotions in check and we have to realize, okay, they're hormonal. They are angry right now. Maybe they're having a hard time at school. Maybe they're having a hard time with their friends. I don't need to allow this behavior to continue, but I don't need to get, let my emotions escalate to get up to theirs because then we're just going to have a bomb go off. And that's right. Not really pretty. Right. And then you both will probably end up not talking to each other. <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. Which is never good. Yeah, exactly. Now tell me, what are some actionable tips which you suggest to moms who have strong-willed child? Uh, Well, I just think um, be patient. Mm -hmm. Communication is huge. Always talk it through. Speak love and truth to your child, even though you think they're very difficult. They might be difficult, but they're your leaders. And so you need to just continue. They need your, your love and your truth as much as the other ones. You know what I'm saying? Almost Mm -hmm. more sometimes because they can feel like I'm always the bad one and they're not the bad one. They're just, they're just louder than everybody else uh, to get what they want, but be patient and communicate and then just speak truth and love over them. Now I have a, I have a, that I have a question, you know, when you, when, cause you have set multiple times that a strong-willed child are usually leaders. Mm-hmm. How would you suggest if, let's just say, you know, a child is playing with another child and um, she's trying to lead that child in a different way, you know, like, let's play this or come, come, you know, yeah. and the other child may not necessarily be comfortable or doesn't right. want to do it. How would you address that situation without making a big scene? Right. Without making a big scene or without discouraging your child from leading. Um, That happened multiple times with both (laughs) of my children. And I would just like, let's say we were at the playground and I could see it sort of going on. Um, I would tell them, hey, come here. And they come over and they're like, she's not doing she's not doing what I want her to do. And I'm like, well, it's a good idea but she doesn't want to right now. So you need to respect her decisions or after they got a little bit older and they'd go to school, you know, my oldest daughter, Kelsey come home and she's like, nobody wants to play with me on the playground because (laughs) I get it all going. And then they all leave. And I said, well, are you being bossy? And she's like, well, maybe nobody else is doing it. And I said, well, (laughs) a good leader suggest things and then let other people decide if they want to follow along. And so you can't take it personally if they don't want to do what you want to do. Mm. And she's like, Oh, I mean, I use that vocabulary about a good leader and how to be a servant type leader Mm. and not always push for your way. And I used to tell Kelsey, especially my oldest, you know, you got to come in about 50% Kelsey because people can't handle the whole hundred (laughs) percent. You got to work up to a hundred percent. You know, if they're brand new friends, you can't just bulldoze them. So they need to learn that you're sweet and you've got a good heart and you're a lot of fun, but you just can't be bossy right out of the gate. And she's Mm. like, Oh, okay. So you're just teaching them. Like you've got a lot of great, strong character characteristics about you. And I love that about you. You need Mm -hmm. to let them know. I love that you're a strong young lady and you stand up for what you believe and all that, but let's don't be so domineering about it. Right. (laughs) If you want friends. Yeah. (laughs) Now we're almost at the end of the show, but is there anything else that you would like to share with other gems of mothers out there? Absolutely. I think if moms could just get in the mindset that parenting is a marathon, it's Mm. not a sprint and it takes time. Think of your children that they are crock pots. They're slow cookers and we have to be patient with them. I think that's where we get discouraged. or That's where I used to get discouraged. I'd go over it and okay, she's got it. And then the next week she'd do it again wrong. And I'm like, wait, I just, 
had right. all this information. Like you didn't, you know, but there it's, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon and we have to slow our pace down and we have to realize they're children. You know, think about it this way. Your child may get on a certain show or a movie and she wants to watch it over and over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. That's the way children learn. And it's Mm. the same way in parenting. You're going to have to do it over and over and over and over again until one day, one day, it might take years, they all of a sudden get it. And you're like, okay, then something (laughs) else will arise and you'll have to go tackle that one. It's, It's a never ending thing. But I can say that all my children are grown now. They're all adults. And I have five grandchildren and it's worth the battle and it's worth the long duration of parenting. It's such a reward. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. When you said that, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And um, it's so true because, uh, you know, I, when I was talking with my cousin last night and she was saying, I feel like I'm always having to nag and my daughter and her daughter obviously is now she's grown, she's in college, you know, but, mm-hmm. and she says that, you know, if I don't, if I don't tell her, then she forgets, but she keeps doing the same thing. And I feel like, you know, and they think that you're nagging, but yeah, but like you said, there will be a day when it will click. And I told her, listen, there will be a day. She will thank you for this. That's right. <laughs> It may take years, but it will come for sure. Exactly, exactly. And we all know what how teens are and how college kids are because we all have been there where we think that we know it all. <laughs> yes, for you know? sure. Um, but thank you so much, Karen, for coming on the show. You have been such a blessing and I love all the gem nuggets that you shared with moms out there. Well, thank you. Thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to Gems of Motherhood where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guest. Most importantly, I hope you will find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you need. He knows what you're going through. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in Him.